Welcome to the Justin and Greg Podcasts. The Jags Experience. I'm your host with the most, Scott Rogowski. How sad is that, hey? Gone from HQ. No more HQDs, the quiz master, the quiz Khalifa, which is, that's a bit of a weird I would argue that guy was HQ. Yeah, I don't disagree. Most people... I don't know how he wasn't like, they're like, here's 10% or 15% of the company, never leave. Yeah, but also kudos to Scott. I mean, if you... Let me just back up a second here. Welcome to the podcast. No, if you haven't correct. downloaded HQ yet, the, the quiz app where you can re- win real American cash, all right, you might be you, too late. Yeah, you might be. It was a fad there for a while. Anyway, the, the main host, Scott Rogowski, left to go pursue a career in baseball. It, it was weird. You Maybe not if you're in every circle, but in a lot of circles. like He was a cultural icon for a little bit. Kind of came out of nowhere. HQ explodes. Scott Rogowski is this amazing personality. Big I'm sure he'll... the show, too. Yeah, yeah, yes. What's up, Jag heads? I assume that's what fans of Jags call themselves. Yeah, I'm talking about the Justin Gregg show, the greatest live Facebook show from the great country of Canada. What do you call Jag? Jag heads. Jag heads. I'm talking about the greatest Facebook live show, Justin and Gregg show. Yeah, that was awesome. You he said that. that. You go see Your brother Facebook. may have paid him to say that, but that's fine. Thank you, Cameo. Anyway, so it was a startup. I mean, it was changing the game for interactive live, we'll call it TV, content. Mm-hmm. And then it peaked very quickly. They had over a million viewers. I would say... Like live at a time yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And that was probably in December, around December, January. And then mm-hmm. it just started declining. Because they don't know how to they don't know how to grow from there. Right. Well, they tried like doing different countries and different things, different and, games, and, yeah. sports. Now there's a Wheel of Fortune version. It's tough, isn't it? Crazy that shows like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are still relevant. I mean, well, Jeopardy's relevant because, like last week's episode, where we talked about that guy who's just dumbing the whole show. But how about I mean, Alex Trebek, who's fighting cancer, thoughts and, and prayers, doing well. Yeah, I, I don't know if you read yesterday. I was reading about how he says he's sad. Like deep, deep sadness because because of the chemo and the medication actually can make you sad. And he has some days, and he's going to be taking. He was going to continue hosting Jeopardy. He's going to take the summer off now um, to try and just deal with that because he's such low energy and to get ready for the next round in the fall, which is going to be intense. Oh, next round of chemo. Yeah, chemo. Oof. So you know it's intense, but that guy has been on a mainstay on that show, and they have not iterated that show. Why would you? At all. No, I think there's no need to. That would be the opposite of what we would recommend. Because we're usually like, once you think you've got it figured out, pivot. Pivot. Here we go. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> pivot. I hope you insert the sound clip there. But they haven't they have, this haven't really needed to. And Wheel of Fortune, I don't know, is that still like still a thing? And I just, I'm never sure because I don't really, I don't have like TV and watch well, that to know like, are they reruns? Survivors on season like 400 now. Yeah. They haven't changed anything. No. Other no than, new wrinkles. Well, they do like the immunity idol. That's what's a different thing. Oh. You can go find it on your own and trick people. But I just remember, was it season one with the Pontiac Aztec? That like weird SUV people won them. Was Rich on the first year? Yeah. Richard won crazy i love it because the second year i had this crush on elizabeth elizabeth and corby or kobe or something like that don't know it was a hot guy i didn't have a crush on him but are you sure they were like one the final two or three and i think one of them i don't think elizabeth won i think maybe the other guy i think i watched first season and that's it but i have friends who still religiously watch 
every season. Get other people together. You know, yeah. If you get other people together and you gamble on them, because gambling makes anything fun. Sure. You draft them and you put five, ten bucks in it or whatever. And every week you're watching and going, "Oh, that was a terrible draft pick." Or, Sorry, gamble. Yeah, it's fun. Should, it's like fantasy football for Survivor. Yeah, it's fun. We used to get together with our friends, producer Mark's wife, Katie, my wife and I, we get together and watch Big Brother all the time, pre-kids. Did you draft? No. You got to draft people. No, we don't. You just got to watch the drama together. If you watch reality TV, draft Uh, people with friends. Is there like a site you can go and like do drafts for reality TV? Because there could be like fantasy football, but for... But we just (gasps) print them out and just circle who we want. Copyright Justin and Greg, 2019. Hey. I'll tell you this. All you need, you know this, you just need an excuse to hang out with people. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. As we're going to like people re- you like. That's what I mean. But reality TV. Okay, cool. We're going to draft people and we're going to root hard for them and make fun of people. And the winner gets the pot at the very end. The how winner lo- gets 80 bucks cash or whatever it is. How long till we create AI, AI gets smarter than us, but what AI does for enjoyment, because they'll be sentient is literally bet on everything in human reactions. And they're going to like, we're going to mess up the circumstances so Greg has to hang out with Justin today. Who's got five bucks on? They punch each other. You think that's going to happen? Yeah. Robots take over and then it's just a giant betting match for the robot overlords. Well, it's funny because one of my topics was AI. Because oh, oh, AI oh. is replacing a lot of jobs, right? You, everyone, everyone listening to this has heard the word blockchain and big data. And no one knows what that does. Sure. Except for maybe two of you. That yeah, we have a big viewing er, listeners in Greece. Apparently, welcome to Greeks. No, oh. listen to the show. Nice, uh, but they don't have anything else to do. Well, I don't know. Don't people make fun of Greeks for just sitting around all day? I which we're all jealous of. I don't. I think I just did. Yeah, I, I don't do. know if it's true or not. You do clearly. Did you say do do? No, I said you do. You do? I, Is that like poo for somebody else? Stop it. Okay, it's not a thing. Anyway, it's replacing a lot of jobs. So we, we our city's trying to pass Uber. Mm-hmm. We're no, trying to get. Well, okay, so they passed ride sharing, but there's still no Uber or Lyft here. No, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. I don't know what's going on there, but but if you're talk. in L.A. or New York, mm-hmm. potentially this year, 2019, near the end of it, Elon Musk might flip a switch, and your Tesla becomes an autonomous vehicle that you can use to monetize. It becomes an autonomous yeah. taxi rather than you go to work in your Tesla, you park at work, and then you send your car off for the next eight hours to drive people around all day autonomously and it comes, picks you up at the end of the day and you go home. That'd be cool. I th- I think his timelines might be a little ambitious. Elon ambitious? No. But even if it was two years, that's insane. My only concern about this is the guidelines. I don't want 16 sticky kid hands in the back of my Tesla getting driven around. But what if it drives itself to a robot car wash that resets it back to zero every day. On the inside yes. of my car? Yes. That would be something that Elon has not mentioned yet. No, but he's got time to figure it out. My point in all this is that cars driving, especially semi-drivers, which is a massive industry, transportation, is going by the wayside. So what is one of the last bastions? What's one of the last categories of, we'll say, work or skill that AI uh, hasn't comp- hasn't accomplished or will accomplish. Ooh, I think when you go to like a show in Vegas and it's crazy human feats, I think seeing a robot do it would be like, nah, that's fine. But it's not as scary as like, you know, the human stacks a thousand chairs up and goes to the top and does a handstand on it. Not as much fun. Unless you cared about that robot, which they can do. They can make you have empathy yeah. toward a robot. You do but all you, the time. But you know the robot will be fine. Let's rebuild the robot. No, 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 no. It's also not as gruesome. 
when it's I, like there, there was a gif on the snapping of it blood, was a dryer going around, and they put eyes on the dryer, cartoon eyes, and it okay. made it look like it was in pain, and I just, it gripped me. <laughs> well, you are exceptionally emotional. That's what some people say. So creativity is the last thing that they think that AI. It, it's very, sure, very difficult for... It's a bit of an intangible. Right. So if you're in the creative industry, you actually have a leg up over people with, we'll call them uh, hard skill jobs because right. the robots can come and can do that. But the robots can't sing a song or write a song, excuse me, or perform a song in the same way that maybe Lady Gaga yeah, can. coming up with inspiration of something that seems new. I saw somebody complaining on Facebook or is this post about how self-checkouts, people are for and against self-checkouts. It wasn't you. I'm for them. I'm also for them to be licensed. You need <laughs> yeah, to have you need pass it. the test to keep your average item mm. or average bag time to be a certain length. I or- think people should be banned. Don't make me go through a test to license me. I'm fine. I know how to do it. But if somebody's there and they can tell you're going too slow, say, hey, no, you don't get to go here. And it beeps if they try and come in again. But they were saying... And it, old people. It was... <laughs> No, I, I bet there's some older people who yeah, but, are nah, up in years who you, are good at it. I take that back because you made fun of the Greeks, sorry. Yeah, you're making fun of old people? No, I'm not. I have grandparents. I love them. They were saying how self-checkout isn't just... It was like, isn't just taking jobs and, and giving them to robots. They're actually retraining you to do somebody else's job and just destroying the job. Like, Whoa. It was, it was like this thought. What I can't describe is I really like using self-checkouts. And I don't want to use anything else. And but if there was a huge lineup, you would like it less. Like part of the thing about self checkouts is they're quick. Yeah. So if I, there was a huge lineup of people like twelve back, and one at a time you had to go through the self checkout, oh, that's annoying. Painful, to you. But you just put in more self checkout things. But it, it's an interesting thought about this idea of should we try and protect jobs that don't need to be done? No, because what's happening there. I, I get the point that they're trying to make, but no. when somebody is checking you out while you're standing at the Superstore or Safeway or Stop whatever there. it is... Who's checking me out? Well, they get paid to check you out, Greg. Who are these people? I would they're like the cashiers them. and the different people. I have Getting never paid to check you out. looked up or down no, by them. No, they do a different kind of checkout for you. Oh, you mean my groceries. Gotcha. They, they double check me out. That's fine. You wish. What are you doing then? Nothing. You're standing there idly by doing nothing... And waiting for them to do a service that, for me, I'm happy to do in the moment because I need to create some calorie deficits in my life right now to lose some weight. Some? Some? A lot. And what I don't want to... like It's an opportunity for me to do some work, something with my hands. I'm capable of doing this. I could stand here and let you do it, or I can do it myself. You need to work more often, too. The gap would be, it would be nice if they went, oh, you self-checkout? We'll return some money to you because you did the work that somebody else could have done. That would be nice to go, hey, that was six minutes. Normally, we pay somebody 15 bucks an hour. Da, 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 da. You got a dollar back. All right. Woo. Maybe. They're not going to do that. Well, because everyone would go. But even then, I still actually enjoy my experience. And maybe it's just me. I don't like being bored. I don't like standing around and doing nothing. So the idea of I get to go in the checkout, do it myself. Cool. And the novelty hasn't worn off after years. I'm okay with it. Okay. Now we know. Yeah. That you're a self-checkout guy. I'm a self-checkout guy. I'm only a self-checkout guy if they're fast. If they're slow and cumbersome and ask me for my Air Miles card 14 times. Who has the best self-checkout? Shoppers Drug Mart. I can get in and out of there. Oh, yeah, Literally so in fast. and out of there in 10 seconds. Cool. Tap, 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 tap. Uh, okay, so I want to get into this because last Sunday was a big day in content. 
It was the Game of Thrones Episode 3 debacle online where I couldn't even go on my Twitter, which is my favorite social media platform. I couldn't go on it without watching, I wouldn't call it an epic war, but a really weird war of people being excited about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. ruining Game of Thrones for others, mm-hmm. and then people complaining about, you know what, I don't watch... I never, I don't ever want to watch Game you. of Thrones. You always talk about, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't, Actually, to be fair, you don't, unless you get forced to, you don't... I'm not online preaching that. I though. never saw you on Twitter saying, never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. No, but I was almost on Twitter being like, guys, everyone, just Twitter... Give me, give me groups so I can go talk about sports in. And sure enough, Facebook Isn't, doing that. But well, it, it's weird the difference in spoilers between Avengers mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones. So which Avengers you, came out on Thursday, technically. Yeah, but you had, I think we talked about on the last podcast. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. Can't keep track. The writers or whoever, producers of it, wrote that big, long letter. They put it all over social media of don't spoil this for other people. They and, made $1.2 billion in five days. So a lot of people saw it. And very few people were doing any kind of spoilers. Mm. Meanwhile, Game of Thrones, I got Arya Stark memes everywhere. I won't even say what's going on there. Don't want to spoil it for you, although we're probably past the grace period. But they were everywhere immediately. And then like the most pivotal scene of that entire episode that closed some things that were happening over the entire, all the seasons, that one scene... I'm like seeing it in my Twitter feed and I'm like, what is happening yeah, I here? It, I saw it in my Twitter feed. I'm like, why Why are you retweeting this? Like, I, mean, I it, know this is going to happen because everyone dies, but still. And there were some funny memes. There was basketball playoffs going get, on and they were combining the basketball playoff memes with the Game of yeah, Thrones memes. I'm which like, I can't escape this. It's kind of incredible and fun, but why the difference between people feeling okay to spoil Game of Thrones and not spoil Endgame? And that's my question. Is that a cultural thing? I, like I mean, Marvel I nerds think, are like, they actually know this will ruin their life. No, my thing is this, is that it actually takes time for people to watch the movie and go, there's, only, there's a limited amount of theaters for people to fill up, watch it, and then have to go. So if you're the first people to watch this movie, you've okay. taken the, the right. solid oath. Yep. If you watch it Thursday or Friday night, you're paying to be there with everyone sure. like myself who are the super nerds to watch it. And, and you, you know, other people might have tickets for Saturday or Sunday or Monday. Stand in, prosper, whatever that Star Trek is. <laughs> yeah, you're the best nerd. And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a huge fan <laughs> But Game of Thrones, it's everyone at once. Boom. Right. Boom. Nuclear bomb, everyone gets to go. And there's going to be people that, that love Carnage. How long do you think until theaters go away? Theaters are an interesting business model. The entire business model of a theater is to sell you popcorn and soda. Or pop? No, as we call in Canada. That's the, the entire, entire business model. Entire business model, because they don't make any money off the movies. How do you know? They don't. Have you talked to movie Google theater? it? Yeah, talk to many. What movie theaters aren't people? You can't talk to them. You just told me you did. No, I was being facetious because oh, that was a ridiculous suggestion. Well, it's wanted, an inanimate object. I wanted to know. I've not talked to physical movie theater buildings. Business models. I mean, maybe sometimes when I'm riled up after talking to you, I just rant I'm just in the back parking this. lot of a movie theater. Know. I actually want to know. No. Your movie theaters. I've read a number of things that say they don't make any money. Sometimes it actually costs them more money than they get in ticket sales to have a movie in. I believe that, actually. And so suck. the entire business model is concessions. That's how they make money. They sell concessions. Here they try and sell you the movie you haven't seen yet before the movie for, for an extra 20 bucks. This yeah, a discount. $5 off. Pay $20 for this movie. You don't know if you like if you buy it now. It's like, no. But if you're an Avengers person, you'd probably do that. Maybe. Maybe. But it's just $8 popcorn and $7 pops. At some point, you go, eh, that's not worth it. Not true. It's currently 
For some people, it will. Oh yeah, but at some the point, pop, not. But now they have the pop and our machines where they have like a hundred. Oh, you can customize flavors. them. It helps. And movie theater popcorn, you just can't replicate that at home. Oh. Once you can, I'll just take a moment out of respect for popcorn. Like a moment, a moment of silence. Not a silence. But I'm gonna put some popping. This is the popcorn. Popping. I'd be curious if it changed. If suddenly it was, yeah, Avengers gets released Thursday at this day at 7 p.m. for everybody at home. And everybody that pays wants to see it, and you go, there's your opportunity. I saw it. There was a startup trying to do that where you could pay a lot yep. of money. Apparently, if you're rich, you can make it happen. Yep. And you I mean, if if you're rich, who cares? Like, this is the podcast. I mean, that's great, but this is from people that aren't rich for the most part, I guess. Yeah. These are our struggles. But I wonder if that we will see that change or if it's TV show versus this or culture of, hey, like, Marvel nerds really care about this and you will really ruin their day. I mean, while Game of Thrones fans, like, doesn't really. Or it, like, if matter. I paid 100 bucks for a movie, a, a new movie at my house, 100 bucks. Yep. And you had 10 friends over. Yeah. You'd save money. Yeah. Especially on the concessions. But movie theaters don't want that to happen because they make money off concessions. Yeah, these talking movie theaters. And it's one of those things that it's tough because they also create jobs. There's a bunch of people working there. It's like a whole entertainment, like it's a whole industry. Is there a quote of Donald Trump saying, jobs, jobs, jobs? Because I'm going to put that in here too. Maybe. The thing about Avengers versus Game of Thrones that I want to talk about is the complaint about people getting things spoiled to them online. Are you entitled to go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, wherever it is, and not see anything? Are you entitled? Because it feels that way. People are raging mad that they're on a social media platform, which is all about conversations and swapping of ideas and rage for some people. And they're mad that you, stranger, anonymous yep. person, ruined ruined my Game of Thrones experience. Do I not have a responsibility to not be on social media until I watch the show I want to watch? I guess it would be the same thing of if you went to a restaurant to eat and somebody was very loudly talking about what happened in the thing you hadn't watched yet, you say, hey, you shouldn't go out and eat. No. Because you can stay home. Stay in your house and don't go anywhere until you've watched the show if you don't want spoilers. No, you can ask the person to stop or you can leave the room. Well, that's what people... But like they, if, if you're literally sitting across the room and somebody three tables back says, did you hear, spoiler, 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 to a person out of the table, you go, oh. Are you kidding me? Not the same. Do you have to talk about this here? Why? Not the same. Why? Because there are some things in that in that scenario that are out of your control, like what that person says. Social media, that happens you, don't on have Twitter. To, you don't have to go on it. You don't have to go to the restaurant to eat. It's not the same thing. It is. No, it's not. It It's literally the exact same thing because- It's completely different. Social media, you don't have to go there- No. Where people are talking. Right. No. The restaurant, you don't have to go there where people are talking. It's the same thing. No. It's a public space- People get to talk in a public people space. People go to a restaurant to eat. No, people go to a restaurant to talk. They go to a restaurant to eat. And they have conversations. Why do people go to social media? To have conversations. Like, that, no. that is it. To have conversations. To share ideas. To swap no. things. To put They go to social there. media to be entertained. Not to eat. No, they don't go to their eat. But so they, they do. They're not they the same eat thing. entertainment. They they're go the to consume. Thing. They're not the same thing. They go to a restaurant to consume. They don't have to. If someone, if I'm at a restaurant and someone shares a spoiler with me, that is a very rare circumstance. They didn't share it with you. They just said it loudly. Sure. That that can happen. Yep. That is rare. Well, rare. If you went to a coffee shop rare. the morning I, after. Let's take a poll right now of the listeners. How many times has it something been spoiled by a random person in life out there in the real world? I'm not saying it happens to the same degree and frequency, but it's the same concept. It happens all the time on Twitter. Yeah, because people go to social media to talk about those kinds of things. It's not real life, though. 
What do you mean it's not real life? Just turn off your phone. It is. Turn off your phone okay. for a period of time, then just go watch the show. If you're if you're behind a game, it's anything for sports. If I'm watching a sporting event, I don't expect you not to be excited about it if it's a popular event. If it's Super Bowl, you can go on Twitter and say, hey, I cannot believe Tom Brady won again. Well, if it's I'm ex- on Twitter... It's accepted now, but it wasn't three years ago. If I'm on Twitter, I'm talking about now. If I'm on Twitter... Right. You have to... Turn off your radio, turn off your TV, turn off your phone, uh, get all the way home, and then watch your PVR. That is, that is a cost for t- for you for not being present when it when it's being watched. But how many people did you see on Twitter there just to talk about the thing that happened versus how many people were just putting out spoilers? Like, I, don't, I don't actually know. Lots of people were just selfishly putting out spoilers, not trying to just have conversations. Oh my goodness, did you see that? Is that crazy? Is that... But I do agree, Game of Thrones is more of a live event than it than the Avengers movie was. And it will only get worse for Aven- for Game of Thrones. But in some ways, I think that's actually cool because there is something special about when we're watching a Vegas Golden Knights game, tweeting along with all the fans as things happen. Oh, it's happen, incredible. It's the best. I wish I was on Twitter in some ways, other than I can't actually do both and there's not commercial breaks in Game of Thrones. Right. At that moment, there was such a pivotal moment to be like, ah, did you see what just happened? Score! Right. There's, a com- there's a community there. And yeah. if you're Game of Thrones, you win. Yeah, you Because do. now you have to be there to watch it live. You're not going to PVR it after because it's going to be ruined for you. So you want to watch it live. But this to me says that the platforms are broken in the sense of, I want to be able to go to Twitter and go on Game of Thrones Twitter and go on sports Twitter and actually have those categories as opposed to, same thing for Facebook. I don't want to share a political thing on Facebook with my friends who don't give two rips about politics. And I know the algorithm is supposed to look after that for me, but we all know it doesn't. Yeah, but it's a public forum. That's the difference. Is We've all been to that coffee shop and overheard that person talking about politics and we're like, we can't believe you have this opinion or this view. This is why I love Reddit, though. Because Reddit has their communities. Their subreddits, you get in there, you get it done. Yeah, but Reddit is a cesspool. It can be. For negativity. No, it can be, but it can also be awesome. But oftentimes it is because it's all like-minded people living in bubbles. No. Yes. I deny you. You can try. Live long and prosper. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, a few more things before we go. So Samsung's now making vertical TVs. Okay. So the, the whole idea here is to share your phone, like your content from your phone, which is a lot of it's vertical now. Story-wise, anyway. Mm-hmm. Snapchat, Instagram stories, Instagram TV, Facebook stories, Messenger stories, WhatsApp stories. You get the picture. And they've made it really easy to share that onto the TV with your friends. Would you buy this? What I want is a horizontal TV with a mount that you just push a button and it just flips vertical. Flips horizontal. Flips vertical. But no. Because what this reminds me of is... Uh, my in-laws, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> After it used to be after they went on a trip, they had like a thousand pictures and they want everybody to come over and look at all the pictures from their trip and spend 45 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half talking through all the things the that they saw. The classic slideshow? Like literally, except Click. it was kind of phones or Click. it would typically be on a computer and yeah. sometimes hook the computer up to TV. No, it's the same thing. And wow. it's like, hey, I get that. Uh, what I actually like about social media now is you kind of get snippets of that as it goes along. Producer Mark is over you know, in Europe, in the Rhineland. trip and, and we're getting to see some of those bits and pieces. I like that as well, opposed to having to take I'm, all that I'm time Facebook. at the end. I'm blocked off Facebook. Yeah, you're currently banned from but Facebook. But what if you did this? What if you actually gave your phone to the person you're trying to show it to and we could watch them go through it? 
Well, some people do not want to give their phone to somebody and have them go through it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. No, I, but, but like if you're doing a slideshow, let me go through your photos right now. But here's what I'm saying: if I went on a trip and said, "Here's my album from me in Italy," it's, it's supposed to me walking you through everything. Why don't I just give you the phone? You can walk through it. We can all watch you walk through it. And if you find something interesting, yeah, you can stop. But. I just, I don't see quite the use for that. You can right now if you want on an iPhone, create a shared album, share it with a friend. I'm going to I'm gonna tell this to your in-laws that you love when they share photos. So it happens to you. It hasn't happened in a while. I think they I think they moved on from that phase. I can just see you. It's just different now. You should live tweet that next time it happens. Probably not. That would be awesome. No. And I apologize if you hear this. It's just, it, it, was, it was fine. But vertical TVs, I think, are going to happen and more vertical content is going to come. But it is, you are literally bucking the human nature because we see horizontally, not vertically. It's it's why I like Samsung, because they're not scared to try anything. Right, like a bending phone. Yeah, like, hey, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll try. Fold, we'll give a shot. Or I wonder know. if at some point they're going to be like, we need to stop trying new things. Well, maybe. Maybe. Like, they're trying to get... I think they're trying but to be... But it's part of the reason why they're as big as they are, I think, is because they have tried new things. Well, remember Steve Jobs told you the size of a phone should be yay big, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't move past that. Right. And Samsung's like, well, we we'll will. Make a big one. They're making ones the size of tablets. Yeah. A little iPad put next to your your head for a phone. And people are like, yeah, that's what I want. And Steve Jobs is like, no, it's not. Samsung's like, okay, we'll fill that in. He might be a visionary because I think soon we're going to see a trend going back to really small phones. As we all kind of go, this whole social media addiction thing is getting out of hand. And then we'll transition back a little bit. We'll see. No. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's too late. No. Nope. Yeah, your kids... Spend a lot of time with technology and TV and iPads and phones. Mm-hmm. They're done. No. Yeah. Why? They're, you can't like unprogram that. Why? Because it's not going to change. It's not unprogram. Everything goes in phases. No. The pendulum swings one way. It swings back the other way. It swings back. Look at fashion. Yes. Tell me about fashion. I said look at it. Okay. It's just cycles. Yeah. No, I know how that works, but there's certain things like the car. We're not going back to horses anytime soon, man. No. Right. But we're go- we, we go to big vehicles. We'll go back to small vehicles, electric vehicles, these kind of vehicles. Eventually, some will be like, we're running out of electricity. Let's burn gas. Unfortunately. Probably not. For you haters out there, it's Stan. Haters going to hate. It's actually only going to get worse. Now that... This- yeah, it will get worse, and then it will get better. No, now that VR is becoming mainstream and cheap... Pendulum swings. It's going to It's going to change things. No, there's going to be a voice that comes out and actually an authentic voice, not like scared parents, but people who are actually in it. They go, eh, we already see it with the younger generation. They're already starting to go, this social media thing, mm-mm. There's a pushback. We'll see. We are seeing. We'll talk this in 10 years and we'll see who's right. Sure. If social media is a thing or if we're riding horses, that's what your money's on. Hey, Siri, remind me in 10 years to ask Greg Moore who won the debate about whether the social media pendulum swung backwards. All right, we got a reminder for 2029 this day. I've done that once. We had a conversation with a guy three years later where the deal was he had never, he was probably 28 at the time and he had never gone overseas. He had never crossed an ocean before. Hmm. And this guy was well within his his he, ability to do sure. that. And he should. He was just like, nah, I'm comfortable drinking Coke and having fun on the lake. I'm like, that's great, man, but you actually need to go see the world. Hmm. So we made a deal that if he didn't within three years cross an ocean to like London. Sure. We live in Canada or Tokyo. Somewhere where he landed down over the Atlantic or Pacific. I got to cut off his pinky finger. What? 
And I looked him in the eye and said, I will do this. You wouldn't. I would. You wouldn't. He did it. Took him took him two and a half years, but wow. he went. He went. He got married and went over with his wife to London. So I was pumped because I I I could have gone to jail. You couldn't have actually done it. There with is a meat no cleaver? way with a meat cleaver. There you never think twice. Is no way you could actually make yourself do it. I no would, way. I could. I can look him in the, the eye. Prob- like, the problem with this argument is the only way for me to prove this is for me to tell you to cut off my finger. And I think I might be the only person you could follow through on it with. No, I could do it. I could just detach myself emotionally from no, you and you be like, this is good for you. You could for me, not Close for Close my eyes. Else. And then me cleaver your finger. You'd be fine. Close your eyes? Well, yeah. You get a lot more than a finger. Well, whatever. It's your problem, <laughs> not mine. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was just insane. Okay, yeah, this is a real thing. So there's a startup company that has created this, we'll call it a band that goes around your head that tracks your brain activity at work because they want to make employees more productive. Oh, no. Well, if it led to them finding ways to get their employees more engaged in what they were doing, cool. Yeah. If they were tracking that they were daydreaming and then firing them if they weren't engaged in their work, no. Yeah. You know it's going to be that. It's going to be, hey, you spent 43 minutes working and 17 minutes doing something else and resting. You're fired. I want full productivity. Like they're turning us into machines. Yeah. And there's going to be companies, especially in America, sorry guys, but your HR laws are worse than ours. They're going to be like, okay, get to work now. And they can just stop. Someone's doing a pee break. Someone's being stimulated by Facebook. Well, isn't Amazon already doing this? They're tracking all the employees in all the Amazon distribution warehouses. They get tracked, their bathroom breaks get logged. And if they talk too much with coworkers, it, it knows and it fires them. And they're already doing this. If they talk too much with a coworker, you yeah. can't talk and work at the same time. Apparently not. Seriously. Yeah, they're like they they track what these guys are doing on the job at Amazon. This sounds horrible. These are the things where I'm like, yeah, just, like if it's if it's this, just get robots. Like I mean, I guess people want the jobs, but I'm like that just sounds like a miserable existence. Oh man, yeah. Like if you went to work every day and every like you couldn't make a mistake without getting a warning, like it actually crushes my soul to think about. You know, working on an assembly line back in the day, four hours just doing the same thing. Yeah, but it crushes Break. my soul to be at this Amazon shop and then go, Greg, you spent 25 minutes on the can today. What happened? I go, well, I had 12 drumsticks from KFC and now I'm and now I'm in trouble. They said, this, you're fired. Yeah. We don't want that around here. But that's good because it's actually in your best interest because long term you'll make better choice about your health so you don't get fired from a future job. If you're new to the podcast, we, we do content on the internet as well. We make videos. So... In Weyburn, Saskatchewan, we found out that's just a small town, but an hour from us, ten thousand people. Five, yeah, I think 10. so. I think seventy five hundred. But an hour away, an hour south of us, has Canada's last KFC buffet. Now, there's a lot of American listeners too. You guys, as we found out, have some, have but they're lot. still not everywhere. They're not everywhere. I think it's about ten percent, and they're kind of mm, typically more rural-y areas. People love, but a KFC, KFC buffet. buffet where all you can eat chicken, fries, KFC gravy. This one has Taco Bell cheese sauce, all mm. those sides, mm. mashed potatoes, Jello. So good. It was, it was special. Here's what's bizarre. About oh, they had me. the grand reopening. So we made a video about going there. I challenged Greg to. I came up with this name, the Dirty Dozen, which is a dozen drumsticks. The Dirty D. The Dirty Dozen from the Dirty Bird. And anyway, people love the video. Yeah. So uh, the population of our town is, or our city, I guess, is. About 200,000 people, give or take 20,000 people. Yep. The entire province is a million people. Million point one, I think. 
This video has been seen over 300,000 times of you and I going to watch K eat KFC at the buffet. Yeah, I'm laughing. Town of 6,000 people, the video of their KFC buffet, 300,000. Yeah. That's special. Plus another 10,000 oh, on yeah. YouTube. And yeah. It's a bizarre concept what people will watch on the internet. And it makes me laugh for all you marketers out there to go, man, how do I get my content to be watched by people on the internet? I got this, I got this shingle company. Yeah. Do fun stuff. Go be interesting. Go be interesting. Okay, last thing about interesting. Oh, no. Have you ever been to Idaho? No, Idaho. Wow. That was aggressive. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have been. I, ooh, I think I've only driven through Idaho. I've never like been there as a destination. I've driven through it. Have you ever... Well, what, what are they famous for? Potatoes. Potatoes. Potatoes? Potato touch. Pot hash brownies. Pot what? Not hash brownies. What are no, you that's doing? Colorado. What? Hash brownies. What is that? Well, I was thinking of hash browns, but hash brownies are pot brownies, I think. Oh, hash brownies. Yeah. Colorado. But what was the accent? Go back to that. I don't remember. Hash brownies. Potato touch. Give me my touch. I love accents, especially bad ones like that. That's good. It's fun to find an accent that isn't a racist one. It's hard, too. Very difficult. I'm glad you did it. Like, uh, Ralph from The Simpsons. Hey, I'm... Ralphie? Yeah, Ralphie. I'm a newfie. Simpsons <laughs> yeah. made fun of Canada recently. Anyway, in Idaho, they have this massive... Becky and Chris, if you're listening. I'm a newfie. Whee! Aren't they newfies? Oh, I'm a newfie. Becky's a newfie. <laughs> That's funny. Uh -oh. Becky, you, you... I guess... Yeah. Wow, that was for you. Top of the morning, bye. Anyway, they had this massive potato that was supposed to showcase the fact that it was potato state, and they turned it into a hotel. I, I did actually see something here. You can go and stay a night inside this giant potato. And it's about 200 bucks plus fees and everything. It's about 250 bucks American to stay in a massive potato. And I would do it. Why not? We should go. I, well, that was one of my thoughts was we should drive down there and go do it. Like this is the world we're living in now where it's not enough to go do something. It has to be eccentric and amazing what and can, interesting. What could we create that people want to come stay a night in? In Regina? A Jags Horror House. What? Horror Okay, thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't like. I don't. What, nah, I don't know. Deadpool. I found a Deadpool statue today. <gasps> Where? On my walk. No, you didn't. So Deadpool from Regina, Saskatchewan. If you read the comic books, he's from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yep. And there's jokes about that. And somebody started a petition to try and make a Deadpool statue here. We did. No, someone else did, and then we did again. <laughs> did? Oh no, we we started a petition to have Deadpool, oh, aka right. Ryan Reynolds, come and tour You're Jimmy right. Fallon around Regina. But anyway, the mayor said no to the Deadpool statue, not considering it. I was walking around today and I found a Deadpool statue. Where? I'm on my walk. Do you want to see a picture? Yep. Podcast listeners can't see the picture. It's more of a stickman Deadpool, but it it's still here we go. Deadpool statue. I mean, that's that's a terrible statue. Sorry to whoever made it, but still a Deadpool statue. Anyway, they did fifteen hundred signatures on that. Wow. Yeah. But no, I think that I think that every city should have fun, weird stuff like this. Because our city's small, and they want to be like Austin so bad. Yeah, be weird. Keep it weird, Austin slogan. Austin, Texas is known for you know tech startups and cool stuff and being weird. Can you actually be something without actually being it? No. You can't fake that. You actually have to change the culture, but you can, you can try and lead people there. And if they'll get on board, then you can. You have to try. Or you can go to a bigger center with more of your people that are but in that culture. I don't think you can just take a city that isn't weird and go, hey, we're going to make our slogan, we're weird, without doing things to make it that way. Because as soon as people show up, they, 
They won't buy in. This is something that I'm so fascinated with because I have some friends that I think excel at it. At being weird? Uh, yeah, kind of. Not mm. weird as like, oh, you're strange, but they're just so comfortable and confident and not in a way that's off-putting, that mm-hmm. it's inviting. Sure. I think of my friend Bethany. She's so funny. They, she's her super her, cool. Her and her friend, they, they bought a, rented a condo. It was high up in this place in Calgary. And they went on Airbnb and bought 100 pairs of these really cheap sl- slippers for like, guests to come he over. He said Airbnb. He didn't mean Airbnb. <laughs> I meant uh, Alibaba. And they embroidered them with this fun house name. Oh, yeah, because they named their apartment something. something. So when you came over to their house, they gave you a pair. Everybody of got a pair of slippers, slippers to go to, up to the pool. Yeah. Insane. Is, is cool. Or she took out a, a bench ad in front of her brother's office because she had been doing a Tumblr account of his leftovers for a year. Yeah, she lived with her brother. Her brother was a big shot lawyer. And she was annoyed of him always leaving these leftovers in the fridge. He would order food. He'd have leftovers. He wouldn't eat them. So she secretly for a year did a Tumblr account and then took out a bench ad in front of his... Office, office with a link to the Tumblr account of his lunches. It's so hilarious. Funny. So that 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 kind of person is something that I want, and Bethany, I know you listen to this podcast religiously. I want to I want to bottle whatever that secret sauce is and spread it around my city. Mm-hmm. To go, hey, you know what? Just go do weird stuff. Like you, just go have you want to have fun? You want to be you, then go be you. Do you think if we took some of her blood and injected it in people, probably, they would catch it? It's probably a good place to end. Should we try? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. But I will cut off your finger. No, you won't. If uh, in 10 years. You might. That's what scares me. Only me, though. Anyway, if you made it this far, we appreciate it. Justin and Greg, you find us on all the social platforms. Do us a favor. Share the show. Tell your friends. Share the show. Share the show. Click that bell to be notified. All right. See you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.